Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome everyone to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the host of the Life and Legacy Show here each and every week, and I am also the owner of an elder law firm in Cranberry Township called the Seckler Law Firm. Now, at the Seckler Law Firm, we help families with a number of different issues, uh, like writing wills and trusts, doing uh, advising executors or trustees once you've lost somebody, and we also do a type of case called a nursing home, what we call a nursing home crisis case because in Pennsylvania nursing homes can cost upwards of 150 or $160,000 a year and for most people that is a financial crisis and we help people in those situations and so I do this radio show if you're new to the show I do this radio show once a week trying to get people to understand what they're up against educating people on their options to plan for these things uh, and um, trying to set you up for success um, we host uh, weekly seminars, what we call our Three Secrets Workshop, the Three Secrets to Protect Your Family in Finance. We host them typically in the North Hills, uh, and you can find them all on our website at secklerlawfirm.com. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, or perhaps this is your first time, if you are in the South Hills, we have our first South Hills Workshop coming up on May the 17th. We're going to be down in South Point, uh, and this is the first time since pre-pandemic that I have done a workshop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, calls and asks for us to come down and do one, uh, and so we've heard you. We're on our way. May 17th, we have an afternoon session. We have an evening session. I hope to see you there. One other event I want to put on the radar uh, is this week. If you are a financial advisor or a life insurance agent, we have a financial professional boot camp this week, um, and it is in Cranberry at the Regional Learning Alliance. It is Friday, April the 28th, uh, and we still have a couple of seats left. If you'd like to register, please go to our website, secularlawfirm.com, uh, and you can register. There's a button right on our home screen. This is going to offer six free continuing education credits for CFPs and life insurance agents uh, so that you can become, one, educated on elder law and, and some new and interesting ways to help your clients, and second, get the credits you need anyway. So it's a free event on April 28th at uh, the Regional Learning Alliance in Cranberry. You can register at secularlawfirm.com. doesn't cost you anything and will probably actually make you a whole bunch of money because we're going to end up learning how to help your clients uh, protect resources and, and do good work for them. So check it out at uh, secularlawfirm.com. Now, here's what I want to chat about today. Today, we're going to deal in, in a rather deep subject. Today, I want to talk about truth. Um, truth uh, about what retirees are facing, truth about the middle class, truth about what's what's going on. Um, I uh, will offer some opinion, um, but I want to I wrestle with truth because what I see out there is, is there's no argument about what true is, okay? Um, truth is just it is. Now, some people lie about the truth. Some people have opinions about the truth. You may agree with their opinions about the truth. You may disagree with their opinions about the truth. But there's still just truth. Truth is what is, okay? And the way I think about this stuff is that <clears throat> we need to wrestle with the reality of the situation that you're up against. If you are a middle-class retiree 
and you have worked for 40, 50 years trying to save a nest egg, trying to raise a family, maybe you're married, maybe you're not, maybe you've got kids, maybe you don't. None of that really matters. What matters is your goals and desires. And what I find is for most of my middle class retirees, typically want to do about the same thing. I want I want to maintain control of my money. I want to not I want it to when I pass away to get to the people I wanted to get it to without interference from the government. I want the money and the things to get to the people I love and care about or the nonprofits I love and care about without any undue headache, expense or threat of losing it to some long-term care event on my way out. That's what most people seem to want. So let's deal with some truths around this. The truth is we have a broken healthcare system for seniors. That is a truth. Right? We have people going broke in long-term care facilities. That is a truth. I see it every week in my office. We're, reach, we're, we're contacted by a family where someone is going broke in a nursing home. That is a truth. Here's how it works. Um, See, we all pay into the system for 40, 50 years with the understanding that when I turn 65, I'm going to have Medicare. I'm going to have health coverage in my senior years. Except the truth is that Medicare doesn't pay for the single biggest health care expense that seniors face, and that is custodial long-term care. They just simply don't pay for it, right? So if when I'm in my senior years, I have cancer. Now, this is an overgeneralization, but if I have cancer and I'm on Medicare, Medicare tends to pay for the treatments that tend to be related to cancer. Things like surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, hospitalization. Medicare pays for those things. Now, there are coinsurance, there are copays, but Medicare does the heavy lifting, all right? Medicare is in the acute care business. Now, if I have If I don't have cancer, if instead I have dementia, equally terrible disease, one's not worse than the other in my opinion, but if I have dementia and the care I need is not surgery, the care I need is custodial care, I need care in a long-term care facility, now I'm on my own financially. That's the reality of the situation. Medicare does not pay for custodial long-term care, which is the single biggest healthcare expense that seniors face. That's the truth. So then where do we look for money? And the truth is there are only two other agencies that are going to help. One is the Veterans Administration, which we're not going to chat about much today. Thank you for your service, Vets. We can talk to you about that on another episode or if you come and and, uh, chat with us at the firm. The other entity that might pay is Medicaid, what we call medical assistance in Pennsylvania. That's the only other payment source. But to become eligible for Medicaid, you have to go broke first. That's the truth, right? Now, um, there are rules where single people fare a little bit worse than married people. Married people get to keep a little bit more money, but it's not enough to support the healthy spouse. Now, she's forced with liquidating her house and different things. I see this all the time. The truth is families are in financial difficulty because of the need for long-term care. It happens all over the place. According to the Alzheimer's Association, one in three of us will need long-term care. Two and three of us will need some form of long-term care. Um, that doesn't all mean skilled nursing, but two out of three of us are going to need some form of long-term care. And the average cost of a nursing home in Pennsylvania is about $14,000 a month. Those are all facts. Can't argue with truth. Those things are true. Now let's talk about the average cost, the average stay in a nursing home. It is true that the average stay in the nursing home is between two and three years. But 
the frequency of very, very short-term stays is high, which means if, if most stays are short, then there are some very, very long stays as well, which will leave you financially destitute. That's the truth, right? That's how we get the average of two to three years because some people are in there way, way longer. My own grandfather was in a nursing home going on 10 years and lost a significant amount of money, which is why I found this business. That's a truth. That's an unfortunate truth, but that's what happened. Now, when my family went to a local attorney, the attorney said, once you're in a nursing home, there's nothing you can do. That is not true. That was a lie. Now, why did he lie? Don't know. Haven't asked him yet. I would love to ask him, but I'm probably never going to. But he advised my family, once someone is in a nursing home, there's nothing you can do. And so I went and studied that answer and realized, oh, no, there's an awful lot we can do to help people. That's the truth. Now, I called this attorney after I figured this stuff out, and I said, hey, Mr. Attorney, um, I do this work. Maybe we can help some people. Um, And the attorney said to me, Tim, I think people should pay their own way. Now, that is opinion. That is not truth. And what I came to find out in having that conversation, that this attorney's opinion shaded his version of the truth, which resulted in bad legal advice for my family. Now, I want to get back to discussing truth. I don't want to discuss opinion. The truth is that people are going broke in nursing homes. The truth is that no one in the government is actively trying to fix this. Call any congressperson you want, call the White House, ask them what they're doing to have Medicare pay for more long-term care, and see how fast they hang up on you. No one is trying to fix it. And the people who we would love to have fix it are also the people who recently passed the worst piece of legislation for middle-class Americans from a financial standpoint in your lifetime. And that was a thing called the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act was a massive tax hike on the middle class. That is a truth as well. Is it related to long-term care? Only in the context that we have to understand other people in, in who is in charge, okay? So the SECURE Act impacts your retirement accounts. It was a law that passed in 2019 and is a law that, remained, that, that became effective in 2020. And what it did is it said that if you have a retirement account, which, by the way, middle-class folks have retirement accounts. Wealthy, wealthy people don't have retirement accounts. Indigent people don't have retirement accounts. Middle-class people have retirement accounts. When you pass away, it used to be before the SECURE Act that your IRA, your kids would inherit your IRA, and they could stretch it for their life expectancy. After the SECURE Act, now your kids have to pull all the money out of your retirement account and pay ordinary income taxes on it within the first 10 years after you pass away. That's a truth. So they took away 20, 30 years of tax-deferred growth on the money, and let's say my dad passes away when I'm 55 years old. If I'm 55 years old when he sends me the money, when he passes away and I inherit the money, I'm probably still working which means I'm probably already in a high income tax bracket. And now I've got to put my dad's retirement account, which is ordinary income, on top of 
my ordinary income, and I'm going to get smoked on income taxes. And this is going to cost lots of middle-class families millions of, defer- millions of dollars over the life of their kid. It's a giant tax. And the reality is the way that it a- acts is this is a death tax on the middle class. Now, in our current environment, as I'm recording this radio show, someone can die with up to almost, it's $12.92 million, so almost $13 million without any federal estate tax. So if a person has $11 million, no federal estate tax. Good for them. I'm not angry at them. But if a retired school teacher passes away with $700,000 in a retirement account, now when that person passes away, that retirement account is going to go to their kids. And it's not technically a death tax, it's technically income tax, but it is a tax that is due within a defined period of time after you pass away because you pass away, which sounds an awful lot like a death tax on the middle class. That is true. Now, the question is, do we trust the people who just dropped the SECURE Act on us to be the people who will fix your long-term care problem? One in three of us need long-term care. Nursing homes are 150 grand a year. And I suggest, this is my opinion, my opinion, which is maybe true, maybe not, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, my opinion is that they're not going to fix it for us. That's my opinion, all right? So then let's deal with a couple of other truths. A couple of other truths relevant to estate planning are, well, before we do that, let me just tell you how you can find out more information. You can find out more information by coming to one of our free estate planning and elder law workshops where we teach you how to plan for these issues. I am of the opinion that most of the people in D.C. are not going to fix these issues for middle-class Americans. That's my opinion. My opinion is also that we should probably take steps to protect ourselves from this broken system. The truth is that there are planning techniques available to protect yourself. Your responsibility, again, my opinion, is that you need to become educated, which is why we offer the Estate Planning and Elder Law Workshop. We call it the Three Secrets to Protect Your Family and Finances. Um, You can come to the workshop. You can register anytime you want at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Come, come to the free workshop, and we're going to teach you about our innovative ways to get you the estate planning tools you need to protect your family at a fair price um, and if you are looking to a law firm, looking to work with a law firm that will deal with you in truth, then check us out. SecklerLawFirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R LawFirm.com, or you can give me a call, 724-546-4227. Uh, all right. Now let's talk with a couple of other truths. The truth is that we cannot predict what's going to be going on in your family in the tax law with your family's health and relationships at the moment you pass away because we don't know when you will pass away, right? Um, And so I talked to a lot of people about the need to plan for things like underage beneficiaries and disabled beneficiaries. And they say to me, well, I don't have any disabled beneficiaries. And that's because you don't have any beneficiaries right now. We don't establish who those people ultimately are until you pass away. And it is entirely possible between now and then that someone is sick, that someone is disabled, that one of your family members passes away before you. That's the reality. That could happen. And so 
my opinion is you should probably plan for reality rather than pretending that that cannot happen. And so we need to plan for things like what happens if my child dies before me. We need to plan for what happens if the accident that takes my life leaves my wife disabled. What happens if it, God forbid, leaves one of my children disabled? Um, I need to plan for that reality. And to the extent I don't plan for that reality, in my opinion, then I'm not dealing in truth. So another truth that you may consider planning for is this. Um, in the event that I would pass away. So if you've listened to the show before, I occasionally talk about my family. I've got, I've got three kids, a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, he's about to be 10, and a 7-year-old. Um, and it's boy, boy, girl, my little girl, you know, daddy wrapped around a little finger. She's seven years old. She's a sweetheart when she wants to be. She's not when she doesn't want to be. She's great. Um, and here's the thing. If you're a father, particularly, I think, a father of a little girl, you know that there will never be a boy who will be good enough for that little baby girl. And that's true in my family. I, uh, I dread the day some little boy tries to walk into my house acting like he's the one for my little girl. Um, and I've got to deal with the reality that most marriages end in divorce. And, of course, I hope the best for my little, my little girl. I hope that when she is older and she finds Mr. Wright, and I hope that he is a wonderful individual. I hope that he's a wonderful individual that likes to deal in truth. Um, and, but I, as her father, am going to deal with the truth that most marriages end in divorce. Most marriages end in divorce. More marriages end in divorce than happiness. And I see my responsibility as her father not ending on her 18th birthday. I see my responsibility of being her father not ending on her 21st birthday. I see my obligation of being a father, this is all opinion, of course, as being, owing her the duty of taking care of her for as long as I can, provide her with the best future I possibly can. And I choose to deal with the truth that she may go through a divorce or she may become disabled or that she may be sued in the future. And assuming things go well and I am able to leave her an inheritance, I choose to protect that money from her potential future issues. So one tool that we can use is we can use a trust to protect her money from those potential issues. Um, you know, growing up, I've heard people say um, the words trust fund baby. You know, they, they, uh, they say the word trust fund baby with, like, disdain. Oh, that kid's a trust fund baby. Um, shame on him. His parents left him money. How dare he be the way that he is? Um, but you know who never complains about trust funds? Trust fund babies. They never complain. And it turns out that wealthy people have been using trusts to protect their kids from things like divorces and lawsuits and creditors and taxes and different things for a long, long time. And I took a look at that and I thought, well, why don't middle class families do that too? Why, why, don't we, why can't my little girl get her inheritance in a trust? Now, it may never be $10 million. It may never be a million dollars. 
but if she does receive an inheritance from me, I, as her father, why wouldn't I want to protect that money from her potential future issues like a divorce, like a car accident, like uh, any number of issues that could come after that money? But if I can give her her money in a trust, now I have protected that money from those issues. That makes sense to me. That is dealing with the reality of the fact that things may not always go perfectly for my little girl. Um, and it is also dealing with the reality of the fact that I feel that my job as a father is to protect her to the extent that I can, therefore I will. Um, and, you know, when it, comes to, when it comes to this issue I was chatting about before, about protecting um, my family from long-term care expenses, I, I try to explain to folks, most middle-class people, particularly most married class middle class uh, married people middle class married people uh, in retirement I can show you a strategy where I can pretty much tell you I could protect the vast majority of your assets this is not a guarantee but there's a strategy that provides a scenario where if I simply put your house into a thing called an asset protection trust if you come and learn about an asset protection trust and I explain it to you and you seem to think it's a good idea and we only put your house in it you don't have to put much money in it you don't have to put any money in it but if you own a house if I can get you to put your house into an asset protection trust then I can show you a way where you have pretty much locked in barring changing laws and you know warfare and different things but pretty much locked in that if I get sick my wife has a house to live in and some money in the bank right um, which I see as my obligation as her husband to make sure that my wife has a house to live in and some money in the bank um, and by simply putting your house into an asset protection trust I can pretty much lock that in for you now it's not a guarantee as attorneys we're not able to deal in guarantees there's too many moving variables but it tends to work out that way um, and if you come to one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops called the Three Secrets Workshop, Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy, I will show you how to do it. And then you can look at that truth and decide if that is the estate plan for you. Um, what I don't care for are estate planners, attorneys, who say all you need is a simple will. That is not true. That is an opinion. You are not rich, therefore, all you need is a simple will. Now, that might be true if the only thing I wanted to do was divide the leftovers when I passed away, because that's essentially what wills do, is when I pass away, if there's some stuff, here's where it goes. Right? But how do we deal with the reality of this broken long-term care system and how do I make sure that there's actually something left to give now that that requires more than a will so be very very careful of the advice that is you're not wealthy all you need is a simple will because that is opinion that is not truth and I would much prefer whether you deal with me in my law firm or whether you work with another law firm I hope for you that you find a law firm that will deal in truth and reality. Now, I'm going to close the show with a little bit of opinion. All right? 
You may agree with my opinion, you may not agree with my opinion, but this is my opinion. My opinion is that I, as a family man, I as a father, I as a spouse, have the obligation to provide for my family. Now, not every person feels that way. Not every person feels that they need to take care of their kids. Not every person feels that they need to leave money for their spouse. I do. It's my opinion. And because I have that opinion, then I choose to deal with the reality of the things that could get in the way of that. And the reality of the things that could get in the way of that include taxes. They include undue headache and expense when I pass away. They include losing assets to long-term care expenses. Those are the things that could get in the way. Those are the truths of the, the issues that are coming after my money, which would interrupt what I see as my obligation to provide for my family. Now, because I know that those things are true, because I know that that's the way that this works, I choose to take action to protect myself, my family, and my finances from those things. Now, my question for you is, are you ready to deal with those truths? If you want to deal with those truths, then I am encouraging you to become educated. And the best way to become educated, in my opinion, is to come to one of our Three Secrets workshops where we like to deal in truth. And I will explain to you how these things work. And I will explain to you how tools like Asset Protection Trust work. And then you can make a decision on your own whether you want to deal in those truths. All right. So I hope you found this episode on truth to be interesting, but please don't make any legal or financial decisions based on this or any other radio show. As I've been saying, you need to get proper advice. You can check us out anytime at secularlawfirm.com. Register for one of our upcoming workshops. Hey, South Hills, we got the first one ever, first one in four years anyhow, uh, coming May 17th in South Point. So register. Don't miss it. Don't know when we're coming back. Um, thanks for listening to today's show, guys. I hope to, uh, I hope to see you soon at one of our workshops. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.